From Blair Beth to Halfway, from Stonelaw to Bankhead, and across the south east of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your local station. Telling your story with Joy Mitchell. to Neil. Love will keep us together. A nice bit of Sunday music for you. It's got that uh, lovely laid back feel about it. Well, hello and thank you for joining us. This is Telling Your Story on Cam Glen Radio. My name is Joy Mitchell and we have a show for you today. Uh, we have a guest coming in, Lizzie McDonald. Some of you may well know her uh, and she'll be joining us uh, very, very shortly. But first of all, the theme of the show is the importance of community and connection. And I've got some quite extraordinary statistics here about the impact maybe of loneliness and disconnection uh, in, our, in our communities. So we know that relationships are one of the most important aspects of our lives. We are social, you know, a social species uh, and people who are more socially connected, whether that's to family, friends or the community, are generally happier, physically healthier and live longer, apparently, with fewer mental health problems than people who are less well-connected. We can all feel lonely sometimes, but prolonged and or intense experiences of loneliness can have negative impacts on our lives. It can affect our health and well-being. 
And here are some thought-provoking statistics from the campaign to end loneliness. So loneliness can increase the risk of early mortality by 26%. It can put people at greater risk of poorer mental health, including depression. There also appears to be an association between mental well-being and loneliness. Research estimates that 60% of people experiencing chronic loneliness experience mental distress, compared to 15% of people who are not chronically lonely. So I think we can see from that 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 connection actually can help protect your mental health and even generate good mental health. What about young people? Well, 62% of lonely young people say that feeling lonely makes them lose confidence in themselves. Research shows that loneliness is associated with elevated blood pressure and acute stress responses as well. And it's associated with poor sleep quality in young adults and sleep inadequacy and dissatisfaction in the general population. So connection is hugely important to our our mental health and well-being. And communities are an excellent way to make sure we've got that connection. I'm going to give you a little bit um, more in terms of statistics after this next bit of music. And then I'll be delighted to welcome in Lizzie, our guest for today, who's active in her community. And she can talk about all of this in practice. But first of all, here's Roberta Flack and Donnie Hathaway with Back together again. Yeah, 
I'm the sum total of my ancestors. You know, I carry their DNA. We are representatives of a long line of people. And we cut them around everywhere. This long line of people that goes back to the beginning of time. And when we meet, they meet other lines of people. And we say, bring together the lines of men. that I'm strong then I won't be this is what my daddy told me I wished he would hold me a little more than he did but he taught me my culture and how to live positive I never want to shame the blood in my veins and bring pain to my sweet grandfather's face in his resting place I made haste to learn and not waste everything my forefathers earned in tears for my culture
Well, that was My Culture uh, from One Giant Leap featuring uh, the late, great Maxi Jazz and Rob, Robbie Williams. So uh, we are talking today of the importance of community and connection for mental health. And I gave you quite a lot of quite you know thought-provoking statistics just before that bit of music. And I've got some others as well. Uh, it can impact our engagement with education and employment. So this is we're talking about loneliness here. And feeling lonely can actually impact our engagement with education and employment. And loneliness in early adolescence is associated with lower educational attainment. 48% of lonely young people say that feeling lonely makes them less likely to want to progress in work. Higher loneliness levels among employees is associated with poorer work performance. A recent study estimates the cost of severe loneliness at around £9,900 per person per year due to its combined impact on well-being, health and work productivity. Blimey, that's, that's quite extraordinary. And it's been estimated that loneliness costs UK employers £2.5 billion a year due to its impact on employee sickness, caring activity, productivity and voluntary staff turnover. Well, goodness sake, I think we can see that an antidote to loneliness can be about building community and connection. And that is why today we have a guest. We have Lizzie McDonald. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Joy. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming in. It's lovely to see you here. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this today. Oh, fantastic. Well, we've got lots and lots to, to chat about. Got some questions for you. We've got some quotes from uh, the Burnhill Wellbeing Hub and you're, you're here uh, from the hub today. Uh, but first of all, would you like to uh, introduce your first choice of music? Yeah, so this song um, is really beautiful, um, hence the title, and it's Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Let's hear it. Don't look at me.
Beautiful song there. Beautiful by name, beautiful by sound. <laughs> so we are joined today by Lizzie. Thank you so much for, for coming in. And we're going to be talking about what you get up to in the community in Burnhill and the impact that, it, that it's had. But first of all, can you can you tell us a wee bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, a local resident uh, in the Burnhill. I probably, I've lived there my whole entire life, um, 37 years. Um, and I just, I just love the area. I love the people from the area. Um, I've got a lot of family from the the, the Burnhill. Great connections with neighbours and friends and things like that. So, yeah. So I'm from the Burnhill. I'm just a working mum. Um, and I am just passionate about the area of comfy. Oh, fantastic. So, Burnhill, we were just having a chat there about where it is and, you know, how it's changed over the years. So, first of all, for for um, the listener who doesn't know, perhaps, where Burnhill is, can you can you tell us a bit more about it? Where Where is it? Where can you find it? And why might you want to be there? Uh, the Burnhill is, is a wee sort of community just down past Rutherglen Main Street. Um, it's a funny wee area because it's right on the border of Glasgow. Um, you know, we are sort of sitting down past, you know, where the West Parish Church is at the Cenotaph at Chapel mm-hmm. Street. Uh, if you just keep walking down, you see a big row of white flats. Uh, and that is really where the Burnhouse begins, at the top of um, Chapel Street, right down to Burnhouse Street. Um, how long have you been involved in your community? Uh, so this is a running joke. So like, <laughs> I was very young, uh, you know, I would see issues in the area, and um, I'd see I'd see issues in the area, and I would write to like local councillors about things like the play park not being very good or um, things like that. So I, for a long, long time, I've been sort of trying to make the area better, trying to reduce like antisocial behaviour. Um, and and this is it's a big connection. It's volunteers. You know we've got so many amazing volunteers, and they're all sort of local people, um, and they're just trying to really make a really good impact in in the area they live. Oh, and they, they've, they've done so much. I, I absolutely am aware of that. And we're going to talk more about that. But first of all, we're going to have another bit of music. Now, this is um, one of uh, your choices as well, or from you or the Burnhill Wellbeing Hub. Um, and it's Pink. And what what's the track that we're going to listen to? Um, uh, sorry, pink, the Pink song that we've sort of requested was Don't Let Me Get Me. Um, sometimes our minds can run away with ourselves and... I just thought this song was really fitting. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Never win first place. I don't support the team. I can't take direction and my socks are never clean. Teachers dated me. My parents hated me. I was always in a fight because I can't do nothing right.
Lizzie, you're coming up with some amazing music choices today. That was pink. Don't let me get me. And um, you, you were telling us why you chose that. So do all the bits of music you've chosen today uh, kind of reflect something to do with mental health or uh, well-being? I mean, oh. definitely. I think the songs that we sort of put out to the, the people in, the, in our group they were sort of suggesting these songs, so these are relevant to, to some of the members um, that we've been working with. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Now, we've mentioned group there a couple of times. Could we could we tell the listener a bit more about the group? Who is this group and um, what do they do and, you know, who are they and why do they exist? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a an adult health and well-being group and the reason we decided that we... We sort of needed something like that in the area was it was actually not long after I had my daughter um, and I sort of lost my identity a little bit and became a wee bit sort of lost and um, being on maternity leave and you know that sort of loneliness crept in and uh, I just craved adult com- like companionship and you know connecting with people and um, I was just sitting one night thinking you know there was a gap in the area where there was there was no groups mm-hmm. that I would have felt comfortable going to. I kind of felt overwhelmed being a new, like a mum again. Um, so like parent groups and stuff sort of was causing me major anxiety. I thought of going to them. And uh, I sort of sat and came up with a plan, like we, I'm going to create this. And I just kind of thought maybe a wee tea and coffee and a blether with other adults. Um, and I thought surely I'm no sort of lonely. I'm no feeling this myself. Surely other folk... Um, are sort of feeling how I felt and you know I put a wee thing on social media saying would people come here if if you know we created it and I had just had this enormous sort of feedback and you know then I'd done a, a sort of rec- a, a call out for volunteers and I had t- two two girls who were local um, help set this up and obviously with the help and support from Healthy and Happy um, and the Burnhill Action Group, you know, the discussions happened and then this magical group um, was created and it's been a, an absolute godsend for myself and mm-hmm. local people. And you can see you can see the impact of it, you know, obviously I, I came along fairly recently just to, uh, to, to have a chat and say hello to everybody and what an amazing atmosphere. And that was in... The high backs. Now, you weren't always in the high backs, were you? Where did you start? Uh, no, we didn't start in the high backs. Um, that's just something we've, re- we've recently done. We started in the Western Wardlow Hill Parish Church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, it was such an amazing thing to do because we were getting local people connected with their local church again. Um, you know, and it, I think a lot of people kind of thought if they weren't part of the church, they couldn't access the halls. Um, which, you know, that wasn't true. So we ran from there um, and we had a meeting with um, Lottery, mm-hmm. who uh, we pitched an idea to. And again, that was support from, you know, Healthy and Happy set that all up because we were sort of just expecting to have a tea and coffee and, um, you know, connecting with each other. But... During the conversations with Lottery, this thing just sort of blossomed into something so much bigger. Um, and they believed in our vision and, you know, they helped fund us for three years. And um, mm. this is us. We've actually got six years funding now. Wow. Oh, that is amazing. So you 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 had a successful th- first three years and you did so well that the lottery said, yeah, well, we're going to refund you. Is that right? Yes, definitely. And then this is obviously where the beauty came from, where we started basing ourselves in the high backs because mm-hmm. I think everybody would sort of agree, like during the pandemic, it was so lovely to be able to enjoy outdoor space that we mm-hmm. sort of took for granted previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we... When, during lockdown, after lockdown, um, we wanted to sort of base ourselves outdoors. Um, you know, that whole good mental health, you know, well-being. Um, and, and that's really what we've done. We, we, we listened to what people wanted and we made sure that we were based somewhere that it was, um, 
you know, it was good for them and they enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And and this is where we sat in the high backs now and do our group. And it's just a beautiful outdoor space with fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a, a, a hut, a building mm-hmm. that we, we run our activities from if the weather's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people love it because it's in the heart of their community. So the high backs, I mean, I, I remember that was... That was basically a patch of land, uh, just with, with grass and maybe a wee bit of overgrown weeds. And there was even a bit of fly tipping at one point, I think. And uh, you guys basically took took over and tidied all that up. And who who was it in the main that did most of that work? Who, who did the graft and the, the Saturday or whatever? So, again, this was created from um, the pandemic when our young people were sort of missing their friends and they they were isolated. Um, I just thought we were allowed to be outdoors in small groups, in numbers, and and we created this wee clean-up group. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt really sorry for my kids and, you know, my my nieces and stuff like that um, who missed their friends Mm -hmm. and, and that connecting with their friends. So... We created this sort of clean-up group and we got litter pickers from the council and bags and we set about cleaning up the area and um, it really wasn't really about the cleaning up, to be honest with you. It was more about the them getting together mm-hmm. um, and then it just sort of blossomed into something beautiful where they actually started to take pride and um, they, we came across the high backs, which is, you're right, Joy, you know, it was a, an awful area where it was just for years derelict it was um lying empty overgrown full of um fly tip and stuff and our young people it was actually them who inspired us to you know push forward and Mm -hmm. they were very curious as to what it was so we we managed to get the keys from the council and um we accessed it and the young people could they managed to lift things that they could and put them in the bags um, but then they had this vision, um, a vision that I thought was above us. As, so as adults, you know, these kids showed us and taught mm-hmm. us, you know, know that nothing's impossible. Yeah. And this is where it's all. So the kids are the ones that were the driving force. And me and some of the other volunteers in the area, we were just supporting the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and when things got tough and we wanted to give up, it was really the kids who, you know, pushed us forward and kept us going and mm-hmm. motivated us and taught us about being patient and you know it was just absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic oh it is it is amazing and you, uh, you've described them there as young people and as kids what, what's the age range of these amazing young folk these kids range from five-year-olds right up to 13, 14-year-old kids and um, you know they braved every sort of weather you could possibly imagine rain Sleet, snow, frozen, like wind blowing them over. Mm. You know, it was really, really bad. And these kids showed up every single Saturday. Wow. Um, and, and you know, they just had the biggest smiles for the started to the finished. Um, and then that's when we started introducing things like, you know, the John Muir Award. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just kept trying to get these kids, listening to what these kids wanted. And as adults, we sort of... We sort of speak for children mm-hmm. um, and it sort of taught us and learned us, you know, we have to let these young people's voices be heard mm-hmm. um, and we have to talk up for them. And that mm-hmm. teaches so many things um, for young people knowing that their val- their their opinions are valued and, and it matters. Oh, ab- absolutely. And, you know, you've gone from um, a clean-up crew to... As you say, you got a hut. You, you've you got more than one hut, haven't yeah, you? You got all yeah. sorts. So, de- describe the high backs and how how did that um, come about? So we we actually just wanted to cut back the area and clean it up, um, uh, and just put in a couple of planters, um, you know, for growing. Uh, none of us had, you know, were green fingered before. We were just sort of learning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but what sort of happened was. We uh, we done a consultation and we asked local people and children to draw out what they would see this area being used for. And some of the things were like, um, you know, buildings. It was like a, a building area. There was a staged area for them to do like performances. And, um, you know, there was like ponds. There was tree houses. Um, 
and you know alpacas was actually one of the things that people would ask for an alpaca um, but this area was you know just sort of we thought it would be quite low key do a bit of growing um, and we thought no we're, we're going for this like we're going to get as much as we possibly can for what people's ideas were um, so we dreamed we dreamed big mm-hmm. um, and did we and we never really thought in a million years it would have ended up the area that it is now you know a community space it's not just a, an allotment or a community it's a community space um, that has loads of different elements mm-hmm. we, are, we are now able to you know run activities from our huts that were funded by the lottery mm-hmm. um, uh, funded by uh, PB money and also by ASDA Foundation you know so we've been very fortunate with funding mm-hmm. And it's enabled that. So people have actually believed in our dream and help yeah. it become a reality with the young people pushing this forward and, and uh, creating what they wanted to see in an area. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And, you know, you said a few things there that, that really is at the heart of what community's about. But having pride in an area or, or, you know, a group of people and, you know, feeling like it's magic when you're you're part of it and it's a, a sense of belonging and so on. And it just everything can blossom from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk more about the impact of all of that on mental health. But we're going to have another bit of music first. And uh, your next choice is from... Leona Lewis, would you like to say a wee bit more about that and what the track is? Uh, yeah, Leona Lewis's song, um, it's, it's titled Run. And um, this was one of the songs one of our members had actually picked. This, this song actually means something to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just a really beautiful song. Um, and the words are fantastic. Lovely. Thank you very much. Let's hear this.
Well, that was Leona Lewis with Run. An amazing bit of music there. We were just chatting about it when it was on. That um, you know, Amazing words, fantastic voice as well. So uh, we were talking about community and connection and all the work you've been doing in Burn Hill. Uh, what impact is that having on mental health in your community? Uh, that's really interesting, Joy. I think the impact it's having is it's creating a space that people are allowed to know that it's safe. Um, it's a safe space for people to come and uh, you know come along and chat and um, you know be open with each other, supporting each other. I think is huge. It's it creates confidence in people. Um, you know, being able to come along and you know be supported by people they trust and knowing that it's a safe space. It's a safe area. Um, and then that leads on to, you know, loads of other opportunities. And that's, um, you know, that's just a fantastic thing to be able to see and watch people's journey come and grow in confidence and, you know, um, looking forward to maybe, you know, doing some more learning. Um, and, you know, that was one of the things that the, the, the community group was really interested in was taking part in a, a mental health first aid course. Um, and they doubted themselves that they could do the, the final part of the assessment um, and by the end of it to see these people achieve something so like you know a, a recognised award mm -hmm. uh, to see that look in their face where they were like so proud of themselves was just fantastic but mm -hmm. there's definitely a ripple effect in you know connecting um, talking about mental health reducing mm -hmm. that stigma raising awareness and as a community supporting each other um, is just fantastic. And as part of that, that SQA uh, First Aid for Mental Health course, um, you took some feedback uh, from the, the participants. And, and what we're going to do is uh, we've kind of put them together, paraphrased them, and we're going to read out uh, some of these quotes. And they're really quite, uh, you know, uh, inspiring. So uh, I'm also going to welcome our broadcast assistant for today, Brenda. So Brenda's uh, joining us. And between Brenda, Lizzie and myself, we're going to read you these quotes. So Brenda, you were going to read number one, weren't you? Hmm. I am, yes. Okay. So, doing the mental health first aid course through the hub made me realise I'm not totally thick. That makes me want to learn something. I'm proud that my work asked me to do a mental health course and I was able to say to them, I've already done this course and I've got the qualification. I'm looking out now for workplace policies to see if there are any and if they, if they get used. Brilliant. Lizzie, can you do the next one? Yeah, so this one is, I'm more likely to help people now. The other day there was an older man in Greg's and I think he might have had um, sight problems. He thought he was in Weatherspoons along the road and asked for a pint. I stopped what I was doing and I spoke to him and I asked him if he was okay. We got chatting and I think he was lonely. I chose to help him and took him along the road to Weatherspoons so he could get his pint and have a chat. He was so grateful for it. Okay, the next one is, the other day a woman was having an asthma attack in the tunnel in Main Street. I asked her if she was okay. She was, knew what to do, but I'm glad I asked. I'm more likely to intervene now, 100%. We're not their pals, but it's important to ask. She was nice. Everybody's in a rush, but even if there was a risk, I would ask somebody if they needed help, especially if they were possibly suicidal. I prick up my ears when I hear someone speak about mental health now. I never used to relate the words mental and crazy with stigma in films or in daily conversation. Now I'm picking up on that, the labels and the branding. I'm aware now of people's flippant comments about mental health. I realise now it's important to challenge stigma and that mental health is everybody's business. Um, I realise my health is like a jigsaw. I can, to I can relate to that. We are allowed to break it and put it back together. The course helped me understand what's going on after my accident. If my thoughts were negative, that would make me feel bad and then I'd be I would become withdrawn from people. But now I know I can change just one thing, make it positive, and then that creates a positive circle. 
Okay. I watched a documentary the other day about the Golden Gate Bridge and all the suicides there. I said to my partner that someone asking them, are you okay, might be enough to stop them jumping. So why aren't people doing it? It could save a life. I'm questioning these things now and realise that connection and community is so important. My personal experience of suicidal thoughts was when I was experiencing postnatal depression. It was really severe and I wasn't getting enough support. I went down to the River Clyde one day and thought about throwing myself in. I got close to the edge, would have done it. However, the TAs saw me and started shouting. They made that intervention to stop me. They came and brought me back away from the river and got me help. I have a better understanding of mental health now. How I'm feeling at the moment is not how I will feel forever. Thank you very much there, uh, Brenda, and, and of course, Lizzie. Some amazingly powerful stories from, from the, um, the, the participants in uh, the, your Burnhill Wellbeing Group. Um, I, now, we've actually just got a couple of minutes left, so we've got two bits of music, and what we'll do is we'll play it back to back, so we'll say our goodbyes uh, before we before we do that. Um, but are, is there is there any you know sort of further points you would like to make or anything you would like to say, Lizzie? Um, I'd, I would just really like to say about, you know, people connecting with each other and, you know, um, supporting each other, being compassionate and caring, um, we've all got we've all got that in us. It's maybe learning about, you know, if you're interested in doing like a first aid co- mental health first aid course, um, to to educate yourself really around it is just really important. But connection and all these groups that are out there, they're uh, you know they're just so valuable for for local people. Oh, fantastic. We really appreciate you you coming in and sharing your stories and sharing the stories of uh, the, the, the women in your group as well and for choosing some amazing music. So, as I say, we're going to finish with a couple of tunes. We've got Lewis Capaldi with Forever and Tom Walker with Leave a Light On. So why why have your group chosen those? Um, these songs are so relevant. Leave the Light On um, is to let people know that that we are here. Um, there's people here. They care. Um, you know, don't don't feel like you're you can't speak to somebody. We're here. The light is on, and you know, come and speak to us. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, uh, lovely uh, meeting you again, Lizzie. Uh, we can go out now and get some, some sun. This beautiful Sunday afternoon that we've got here. Thank you to the TYS team uh, of Brenda, our broadcast assistant today. I very much appreciate all your help today. Well, I'll be back in a, in a few weeks' time, but stay tuned with Cam Glen Radio. We've got some amazing stuff for the rest of the day. Uh, coming up next is is uh, it's Alan Stevenson with his brand of fantastic classic music from across the ages. So until we speak again, uh, here's uh, Louis Capaldi and Tom Walker. Call me of God, I wish that I'd been sober. Still here we are, back in Hanover 99, just like old times all over. Under the exit lights, as beautiful as ever, I really wish that I dressed up a little better. No regrets is what we say we can. Trouble coursing through your veins Now I know It's got a hold Just a phone call left unanswered Had me sparking now These cigarettes won't stop me Wondering where you are Don't let go Keep a hold 
If you look into the distance, there's a house upon the hill, guiding like a lighthouse. It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace, 'cause we've all made mistakes. If you've lost your way, yeah, I will leave the light on. For a darker place to hide, that's alright. But if you carry on abusing, you'll be robbed from us. I refuse to lose another friend to drugs. Just come home, don't let go. If you look into the distance, there's a house upon the hill, guiding like a lighthouse. It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace, 'cause we've all made mistakes. If you've lost your way, I'll leave the light on. Alan Stevenson on Cam Glen Radio. Are you ready? Are you ready for love? Blue Spanish eyes, teardrops are falling. Just adios and not goodbye. 